and welcome to the Heat Check Podcast, the Miami Herald's Miami Heat Podcast. I'm David Wilson. I'm joined, as always, on the other line by Anthony Chang, our Heat beat writer here at the Herald. Anthony, what's going on? What's up, David? Um, I feel like last week we were just talking about the Heat getting healthy, and then since then, Jimmy sprained his ankle, Bam got sick. So, I mean, they both should be back, they both should be back soon, but it's just like crazy how every week it's like something different. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's, we, we feel like we've kind of settled on where this team is, right, as a uh, should be a playoff team, but probably not a real contender like they were the last couple of years. Um, but it is, it is hard to judge because of how, I mean, it, yeah. you said it a lot, like because of how much guys are in and out and, you know, sometimes they'll get, you know, it was a good win for them, I would say, on, what was that, Monday night? Monday. Yeah, Monday night Monday. Uh, against Minnesota, uh, winning without those two. I know Minnesota has been disappointing but uh you know another really good tyler hero performance with a uh, spectacular shot at the end of the game to help lock it up um and um some some good a good showing from the depth and i think that's what we're going to mostly focus on today is the way that um finally you know we've, we've said all year what the disappointing thing about this team has been that after they felt like one of the deeper organizations in basketball over the last couple of years um Finally, some of maybe the, you know, lack of high draft picks and and uh, a lot of money allocated to a few number of players and maybe caught up to them. But over the last week, basically, um, we have seen uh, a couple of guys start to perform better that we know, like, have it in them, right? Duncan was pretty good, I would say, on Monday and, and Struess coming around a little bit. Um, and then, more notably, some guys that we had kind of, high-ish hopes for coming into the year, um, really kind of emerging as sort of, I would say, kind of close to the players we thought they would be. Haywood Highsmith, uh, Orlando Robinson playing uh, very well, Jovic uh, flashing again, getting the start on Monday night. Um, so on that depth note, uh, what has, has stood out to most to you about the last week here where we have seen some of these guys finally uh, kind of play like the players we were hoping they would be. Yeah, I think, first of all, like, we just talked about injuries, but guys are starting to get healthier, right? So, like, yeah. Victor Oladipo now is playing consistently. You're seeing what he can do defensively off the bench. Um, Haywood Highsmith has, like you said, got kind of stabilized a little bit. I think earlier in the year, like, he, he was hard to find out, like, how he was going to make an impact on this team. And he's kind of found his role as, like, a, you know, a three-point spacing forward who's kind of a versatile defender fits right into their uh defensive scheme and he's you know he's making an impact on both ends like the numbers with him on the court have been fairly fairly good and then um orlando robinson right like mm-hmm. deadman's hurt orlando robinson steps in looks like a viable rotation option um kind of been a little bit of a surprise eric sports are calling the most improved players in summer league and there's on a roster that has jamal kane you know, nikola jovic like that's yeah. a pretty big compliment um, and then just like Gabe Vincent returning from injury, right? Like this, all those, the combination of all those things of guys returning from injury, like Victor and, and Gabe, Haywood kind of finding his footing a little bit, um, Orlando Robinson's emergence. Um, and then once the Heat get fully healthy and Max Strews can move to the bench, right? All of a sudden, they have a pretty good bench unit. Now, are they the high scoring unit they got, they were last season where they were leading the league in bench scoring? Probably not because you don't have a Tyler Hero in that group, but it's not, it's not awful like the numbers show i think the second yeah. lowest scoring bench in the league right now a lot because of injuries and a lot of the bench players have to move into the starting lineup right 
has kind of affected things, but I think they can be better as the year goes on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think um, that, you know, not to get caught up in the reactionary, like a win is, you know, a week where they win a couple games is good, a week where they lose a couple games is bad. But that, mo- that get- win Monday did, um, I think, kind of, and again, just one game, but like, if there's a like template basically for like how the yeah. team gets back on track, like we saw a lot of it that week because with, or that night, because without those two guys, everyone had to step up and, and everyone did. I know it was a close win against a mediocre Timberwolves team, but mediocre missing, putting it nicely. That yeah. team is a mess right now. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, but they're yes, similar yeah. record wise, right to the yes, heat. Yeah. Like if we're talking, if we're calling the heat mediocre, we call Minnesota yeah. mediocre. Um, but it's without Jimmy and Bam, right? And you saw, you know, I think at this point, like when the, when they're out, we know Tyler's going to give you good stuff pretty much at this point, right? Pretty much every game when those guys have been out over the last month plus, maybe even, I'd have to go back and look at box scores, but he's been giving you what you need, right? From like a lead guy filling in to be the lead guy for a night. Um, the question was always, what are the rest of the guys going to do around him? And we definitely saw that, um, on Monday with Struce having a good game, um, Duncan having a pretty good game. And then, yeah, guys like Haywood Highsmith, Orlando Robinson, like, yeah. obviously they're getting more opportunities in a game like that. But if they play like that in smaller roles, which they theoretically get whenever Jim and Bam, Jimmy and Bam are back in the lineup, um, like that, that's the way that this season basically gets back on track is – I think at this point we have full faith. I mean, obviously we have full faith in, in Bam and Jimmy. Um, they're all-star level players. And yes, could they, could Bam score better on a night-to-night basis? Sure. Could uh, Jimmy, it's, it's all availability at this point. Um, I think we both really trust the way Tyler Hero is, is playing right now. And as that third star, is he an all-star? Probably not, but is he a legit number three option for a good team? For sure. Um, the question all along for us has, has been what the rest of this lo- roster looks like. And, and we finally have seen those fringe guys. And again, like we said, the Heat play with a really thin margin for error because of how much money they're paying Jimmy, Bam, Kyle Lowry, Duncan Robinson. And yeah. because they've traded a lot of picks and young got like, you know, they traded pressures to Chua. They p- trade a lot of first round picks over the years. Like they're playing with a thin margin for error. They need, these guys to hit. It's a risky proposition, but the Heat trust their development. And like you said, with Orlando Robinson, calling him the most improved guy uh, since uh, Summer League, like that's something like only the Heat can do, basically, right? Like th- yeah. it doesn't really ha- I mean, I'm, obviously there are other teams, but like the Heat have the best track record of taking a guy like Orlando Robinson, who is essentially nothing, and getting him to improve across the course of a year essentially, you know, less than a year in his case, but um, you know, we've seen it a million times. And, and if, if that is sustainable here where, you know, Deadman, we said has been injured, has been a little inconsistent. It feels like they really miss Yurt. If, if Orlando Robinson can give them a, a real extra center there, maybe a number two center, like that goes a really long way for this team for, because Deadman has, you know, like, again, Deadman was good last year. I know he's been hurt this year. He's been one of the weak links on this roster. And if, if Robinson can be an upgrade on what he's given them this year, that's a huge difference. Because as we've yeah. said a lot, they get killed in the non-BAM minutes. Yeah, I was going to say, like, other than, like, BAM and Jimmy and Tyler's availability and making sure they're available, right? Like, I think the 
biggest thing right now for this team is to establish a bench, right? And I think yeah. that's why this is so important because, again, as we mentioned pretty much every week, in the few games, I think it's 12 games all year, the starting lineup has been available. They have been among the best lineups in the NBA. It's the minutes when the bench is in the game where the Heat falter. Right. Um, and I'm not saying that the Heat don't need to make a trade to add further depth. They probably do. Um, but if Max Schroes can get back on, I mean, he was a, basically in a month-long slump. Yeah. When you're a three-point specialist, can hit threes, that is a big issue. And that's one of the biggest reasons why the, the offense has been so bad. Right. I mean, we said recently. it's a three-point percentage. It's yeah. probably the biggest flaw with his offense so far this year. Yeah. Victor Oladipo. Yeah, he's been up and down offensively. Some inefficient shooting performances. Um, he's going to get better, I think, as, as the year goes on. He has his legs under him. But defensively, you've seen his skill set. Yeah. And he can make an impact on that end. Uh, right now, Haywood Highsmith, again, we've seen his skill set, what he can do. Can you rely on him on a night-to-night basis? Here doing that right now, he's playing a much more consistent role. But, you know, there are questions with that, right? Can he can he really hold up in big games playing significant minutes? Um, Orlando Robinson, the same question. Dwayne Denman has not been good this year. He's playing through a foot injury. His minutes probably have been among the worst on the team, right? Like, Mm-hmm. They are getting outscored by nine points per 100 possessions when he's in the game. Yeah. Um, Duncan Robinson has been up and down, but he's been starting to hit some you know, more of his threes recently. So there are, like, things trending in the right direction. And I think that's important because when this team does get healthy, they still can't afford to have a bench that basically is among the worst in the NBA. Like, yeah. look at scoring plus minus, like, not good. They have to get better in that area. They have to at least play, like, even right like just hold it like hold things together when the starting group isn't in there um and you'll be okay and lately they've been better i think they outscored the timberwolves reserves 45 32 which i don't remember the last time they won that battle with the yeah. bench like that's one of the first times in, in a while. weeks um so that's you know that's a good sign we'll see if they can and that's in. and that's again with like that was like deep bench because they were missing two starters so other guys have yeah. to go in the lineup so um, and as you said, Minnesota, uh, kind of a mess right now, but, um, yeah, but, but again, like really positive. I, I think, so Orlando Robinson is, as you mentioned, the dead man has, it, like I said, it's been the, kind of the wink, weak link of this. Yeah. And, and, and I want to say to no, to no, well, I don't want to say to no fault of his own, but I think we have to note that he is playing through. He's hurt. Playing yeah. through for shyness, which is yeah, yeah. It's hard to say how much is. Uh, you know, because he was really good uh, the last couple of years for for what his he was asked to do. It's yeah. you know he's getting a little older. Right, centers can always run into a wall. Um, so we don't know how much is injury, how much is just you know attrition and all that kind of stuff. But um, you know, I, I feel like you look at the rest of the bench. Anthony takes a sip of cappuccino while uh, <laughs> in the middle of, of the podcast, very on brand <laughs> um, while wearing a Flanagan's hat, different than your cappuccino hat you usually wear when we record though. Um, rotating next <laughs> next week over my Versailles hat yeah <laughs> um the uh you know I, I think you look at the bench and you can say all right Gabe Vincent he's been hurt if he's healthy like he's real 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 solid backup point guard right uh Victor Oladipo has always been the high upside guy right like on the bench you think yeah. of him as a guy who I think the hope they, like he's a guy who you're gearing up for playoffs right you just the, the goal is to make sure he is at maximum ability when the postseason gets here, um, you know, Duncan Robinson, like we know he can get hot, like he's a useful player, no matter, you know, even if he's overpaid or whatever. Um, 
Who am I forgetting? Who am I forgetting off the bench? Uh, anyway. Max, he's talking about Max. Oh, yeah, Max, obviously. Yeah. Um, gives, you know, gives, been real solid, right? Like, not this year, but um, we know what he is. We've seen it enough. Um, the question was up front, and I, I think it kind of felt like because it was, we, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago that the tough thing about Deadman is, like, he's not going to take time off, right? They were, he's going to have to kind of try to play through this all year. And it was a real concern. Like, is he ever going to be able to get that rest, totally get healthy, and maybe come back better? Like, that was the one spot on the roster that it kind of – one spot on the bench, I should say, that it kind of felt like you're stuck at. Like, there's just – you feel like it's going to be hard to get improvement. And that's why Robinson's emergence, I think, is um, a big deal. What You mentioned Spo saying he's been the most improved guy since since Summer League. What what has impressed, I guess, you, but also what has impressed them so much about what he has given them and the way that he has developed in the last six months or so? Well, I think the biggest thing is, he said it even in Summer League, like his biggest adjustment to the NBA level was, play, was going to be playing off the ball. Because at Fresno State, they pretty much ran everything through him. Like, yeah. if you look at his season last year, I think he put up numbers that, like, only Frank Kaminsky put together in college, like, ever in, co- in college basketball history. So he, he had a really impressive career, college career. Yeah, the first team all conference there. Yeah, he was very, very good and dominant. Um, but obviously with the Heat, he's not going to have the ball. Yeah, average 19, almost 20 points a game for Fresno last year, which, like, you know, he's a center. Like College. Yeah, and in college, yeah. that's impressive. Um, so... With the Heat, he's obviously not going to have the ball in his hands, have the offense run through him here. So just playing off the ball was a big adjustment for me. They tried to kind of speed that process up in summer league by using him in that role. And against Minnesota on Monday, he, he made seven baskets. Three of them were on rolls to the basket. Four of them were off offensive rebounds, uh, offensive rebounds, putbacks. Um, so totally off the ball. So I think just that improvement and the fact that he's able to do that already and kind of has grown that part of his game is impressive. And defensively, he has limitations, right? We've talked about his athleticism. Not the most athletic guy. I think he was, like, tested out, like, the second worst vert in the combine this year. Like, just not super athletic. But he's held his own, right? Just using his size as a real Yeah, seven-footer. Like, yeah. There, there's value in just having a guy who's that big. Sure, like, sure. Especially and he's when not, Sam is your usual center. Right. It's a different type of defense, but he's he's been solid. And Limited time, right? It's, over, I think, a little bit over 100 minutes he's played this season. But the Heat have outscored teams by nine points per 100 possessions. So with Deadman, they've been outscored by nine points per 100 possessions. Mm-hmm. With Robinson on the court, they've been outscored. They outscored teams by nine points per 100 possessions. Now, I'm not saying that they're yeah. that far apart as It's a small players. sample size, obviously. It's a small sample size. I don't know. You know, we'll see if Orlando Robinson can continue this as he gets some more scouting reports and all that. But it is intriguing, right? Especially when you're looking for some answer. Mm-hmm. At backup center, like you have to like at least be intrigued and kind of give him a chance to see what he can do. I think that he's playing now with Deadman. He had been kind of like you said in and out of the lineup. Yeah, missing a game here, playing two games, missing another game, playing four games, missing another game because of the ongoing case of plantar fasciitis. I I asked Eric Spolstra uh, on two, after Tuesday's practice, like, is the plan now to give Deadman an extended break to see if he can mm-hmm. get closer to 100 percent. Because now he's he's missing his third straight game tonight against yeah. the Lakers. Um, he said yes, like that they've basically come to the conclusion like there's no point in kind of just this in and out where he's just never getting better. Um, he's always starting from kind of the same point where he's yeah. in pain after every game. 
So I think they are going to give him a few weeks off, it seems like. And this is going to be, with a, with, a, with Yurt 7 also out for the next month or two, this is Orlando Robinson shot to really see if he deserves minutes, even when Denman gets healthy. Like, I think that is a possibility. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but if Orlando Robinson continues playing this way, how could how could you keep him out of the rotation even when Denman returns? The other guy, uh, kind of in the similar vein as Orlando Robinson, a guy we were higher on coming out of summer league, who's, who's kind of showed up finally over these last few weeks, Haywood uh, Highsmith, um, a guy we were pretty high on. Um, I think we all kind of he was he was kind of uh, pegged as the next heat out of nowhere contributor, right? From the flashes we saw last year to what we saw um, in summer league, right, where he was one of the Heat's best guys. Um, also, giving them that extra dimension off the bench. What what what's what's started to click? Do you think with him over uh, this this stretch here, where we've seen the bench start to play a little bit better? With Haywood, yeah, yeah. I think I think he's just kind of understanding his role better. Mm-hmm. Um, we we knew the skill set was there, right? Where yeah. he could fit into what the Heat need from that position. He's again a versatile defender. Um, good on the ball, good off the ball, long arms. Good size and strength, um, can hit threes, you know, open threes if, they, if you leave him open. And he's also shown some like ability to kind of work the dribble handoff game as well, um, kind of like PJ Tucker. I know he's, he's said mm-hmm. many times in the past that like, he studies PJ Tucker a lot in film of PJ Tucker, you know, when he was with the Heat last season. Yeah. And he's kind of tried to put that some of that into his game, at, and I think you're seeing it. So I think he's getting more confident in his game, he's getting more comfortable in that role. Um, which again is important because, like you said, the front court depth, like that was a big question, right? Who was going to yeah. be the backup four? And for most of the early part of the season, it wasn't Haywood. But I think Haywood has showed enough during that stretch where the Heat were so shorthanded and he had to play big minutes that they're using him more consistently. And he's he's been solid. Like again, he's nothing nothing spectacular, but he's just been solid, and that's really all that he needs off the bench right now. Yeah, I mean, it's, again, like like I said, he was kind of, I think, penciled in as the next Struess or the next Kendrick Nunn, right? Where it was like, it felt like every year the Heat was finding one of these guys who at the end of one year would pop a little bit and would show up in um, summer league and have a good run and then maybe kind of, you know, make the roster out of camp and, and all that kind of stuff. And um, for the most part, those guys recently have been guards, right? Kendrick Nunn, uh, Max Struess, Duncan Robinson, obviously you could – kind of count in that category, I think, as well. Um, those guys' contributions show up real easily, right? Max Struess, Duncan Robinson, they're shooting threes. Kendrick Nunn is, you know, he was finished high in rookie of the year voting just because he scored a lot. Um, it's a little bit harder, you know, like Highsmith was always going to be, if he was going to pop in the same way those guys popped, it was going to look different. And, I, I don't, you know, obviously Duncan got a, incredible contract out of that and was one of the, looked like one of the best three point shooters of all time there for, um, a couple, uh, really two years, basically, uh, Max Struess, obviously I think is, uh, is, you know, been a, a little bit more of a success story even than Haywood Highsmith, but, but Highsmith has, has been like kind of what you look for in, in that job, right? He's, he's doing his job. He is, it's not as flashy just cause it won't be, it can't be as flashy as a, as a three point shooting guard. But yeah, I mean the again, like I was listing off all those guys who you look at the Heat's bench that's been underachieving, and and I think the guys who you felt like 
like we're going to just stabilize eventually. They're all guards, right? It was, like I said, Vincent getting healthy. It was Victor Oladipo getting healthy. And, and we just know what he can be when he's at his best. And, and Struess and, and Duncan, like they're maybe on cold streaks. So we know how hot they can get and what they can do for the offense when they get going. Um, the question all along was the front court and it starts, you know, in some ways it starts with PJ Tucker leaving and then moving Caleb Martin in the starting lineup. Um, but finding these two guys, and I don't want to say finding because they've had them all along, but but these two guys finally getting to the point where you feel like you can play them. And, and Jovic too, right? Jovic was yeah. good on, on Monday night again. Like they're going to be, you're going to use him in even smaller spots, I think. But um, rounding out that depth there is, it's a, it's a big deal, obviously. Like some of the, the Heat's losses, like it feels like they're just getting bullied inside, right? They're giving up a ton of rebounds, like, they were really just in need of more options down there instead of, like we said, they're they're terrible when Bam's not on the court and they're small just for the most part. Yeah. I think that's how they're designed and and not that Highsmith's like a huge power forward, but he is. He plays bigger uh, than his size. I would plays say. bigger than his size, and then Robinson, as we said, is is a seven footer. He's legitimately really big. Um, so I, I think that's an underrated wrinkle is just getting a little bit more size into the rotation where it felt like. Other than Duncan and, and I guess Caleb Martin is a four kind of, but like he and Jimmy are really threes, right? Who can play stretchy four type roles. Like other than Bam, were eight of the Heat, seven of the Heat's eight best players or eight of their nine best players were all guards yeah. at one point, guards or wings. Like they, they just needed to find some guys. And those guys still aren't as good as most of those bench guys that I rattled off, but like at least they're usable and and for a long time like just did not it felt like they really kind of went two and a half deep <laughs> at the set yeah. like at power forward center because again caleb's not even like a real power forward jimmy's not a real power forward um so it was really just bam and and deadman and obviously deadman it wasn't it wasn't going well yeah and kind of on the other end of the bench rotation like the guards uh-huh. i think it's going to be interesting to see if they could fit Victor and Gabe in there as two guards because I think Gabe's return has kind of been kind of overlooked, but I think yeah. it's important as a, a kind of a true point guard, a backup point guard. Yeah, he's Kyle. a really solid backup point guard. Yeah, like is he, uh, you know, he's is he a top five backup point guard or a top ten no. backup? Point? Probably not, but he's like middle of the pack, and you know, you again, like you have so many guards, like you don't even really the Heat don't really play with like a true point guard a whole lot, so it right. he fits perfectly what they need. Yeah, I just I don't know if I think when Victor was available, like when Victor played in the playoffs last year, Kyle was out, so Gabe was starting. This year, when Victor came back, Gabe was out with his injury, so that Eric Spoelstra didn't have to make that decision. Now with both of them available, this is really the first time we're going to see like, is there room for both of them in the rotation? Yeah. Right. Like I, I don't know because at that point, if you're using a four-man bench rotation, two of them are small guards. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's possible, like if, if the Heat could do that. <clears throat> Maybe they go five deep and make it work that way, but that's kind of stretching it. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they work that out because I think both guys probably deserve minutes and there's probably a need for both guys. I just don't know how they could make the minutes work in the backcourt to kind of accommodate all the guards they have. Well, we've talked uh, so much about just like the Heat haven't been able to get healthy. It would be nice for them to get to a point where they can do a little bit of load management, right? Where sure, yeah. Victor Oladipo coming off so many injuries. I don't even know. 
three, four, five injuries. Like, what is it over the last? It's been like every year there's been yeah. something, and a couple obviously serious ones that he's never fully kind of come back from. It'd be nice to be able to give him some nights off here and there. Kyle Lowry, as we said, it was like way up in the league in total minutes played at this point for a guy who's a mid 30s point guard. Like, be nice to just be able to give him some nights off. Um, you know, we know Jimmy is just not going to be available. Like, he's going to miss one out of every five games, basically, right? The way it's been, basically, since he's gotten here. Um, so, like, it would be nice to be able to get to that point where you don't feel – where you feel like you have too many options. Because it has not felt like that at a single moment all season. No. Right? Where, no. Like, it, it's such a, a far cry from where they've actually been. And, and we're still waiting – you know, obviously, as we're talking right now, we don't know whether Jimmy and Bam are even going to play tonight and, like, this might it might still be shorthanded, right? Like almost certainly they'll probably be missing one of those guys just based on where both of them seem to be. Um, so I think we're still getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. We're talking about like what this team is going to look like when they're fully healthy, just because one, we haven't seen it. And two, it doesn't necessarily seem like we're super close to seeing it, but um, it is, it's finally like some of, you know, the, the, the heat, and I, it's weird, I keep comparing them to the Panthers, but I feel like their seasons have been so similar. Obviously, the Heat are in better shape than the Panthers. But um, the Panthers' argument all for the last month or whatever here has been like, it's hard for us to really evaluate what's going on because we've had so many injuries. The Heat are kind of in the same boat. Um, seems like we're going to be coming out of that where over the next, it's good that they're finally going to get healthy here. And we're going to get to basically see how what they look like in January um, before they got to figure out what they do with the trade deadline. Yeah, the Heat have uh, second most missed games in the NBA uh, because of injury. So that kind of yeah. shows you right and there. And a lot, and honestly. again, it's not like just bench guys. It's Jimmy and yeah, Bam, it's key honestly. guys. Like those are yeah. the, those are maybe the two guys who have missed the most. Games yeah, anyone, I mean, on the like Victor Oladipo, I guess. Tyler's been healthy, right, um, for recently, but he missed like that wasn't stretch of like eight or nine games yeah. where he didn't play. Yeah, because of his sprained ankle. So. Yeah, it's been key guys missing time. I mean, again, the starting lineup has played 12 games together. It's been really hard to get a read on things. At, at some point in the season, I get to a point where it's like, okay, this is just what this team is, right? They can't keep making excuses. They mm-hmm. are 500. They're kind of a 500 team right now. They're in the middle of the pack. But I think there's enough time that they can get healthy. Um, and they're close enough in the standings where they can make a run into that 5-4 spot. But they have to get healthy. And I think if they can get healthy, their bench will be – Fine. It won't be as great as it was last year, where it was like a big strength for this team. Mm-hmm. Tyler Hero was a six-man of the year, but I think it'd be good enough, um, especially if they can add just one more scoring option off the bench uh, through a trade in the, f- the next few months. I think that'll be a big help. Um, but I think the point is, I think what I wanted to talk about is on this podcast is, I don't think the bench is as bad as it's looked so far this year. I think yeah, a lot I mean, of, a lot of, of stuff injury, has worked against them. Yeah, a lot of things have worked against them. Guys, I mean, Max Schroes is not going to shoot 27% on threes for the rest of the season, right? You know, Haywood Highsmith is getting better. The emergence of Orlando Robinson, like, things are trending in the right direction. And that, to me, is maybe one of the most encouraging things I've seen uh, for the Heat in the last few weeks. Yeah, they've got a couple things going for them. One is they seem to be trending in the right direction, right? They've won, uh, at this point, like, six out of eight or something. I don't have the full schedule in front of me, but you know, they're, they're trending in the right direction. Um, they are, like you said, the injury missed games, like that's kind of once that normal, if, if, and when that normalizes looks more like when than if right now, but of course other things can always pop up. 
um, that will just naturally make them improve. And then the other thing is they still do have, like, once every couple of weeks, they, they put together a win that's, like, impressive. And yeah. I think that is, like, again, it doesn't matter if you can't string them together. But when you think about that and the fact that the thing probably preventing them from going on a long streak is as much the injuries as it is inconsistency, there are, like, signs of, like, again, I don't think this team is as good as Boston or, or Milwaukee. Um, maybe, you know, I think ideally they can get into the Cleveland, Brooklyn, like, range, right? Like, Philly, if, if Philly, you know, Philly's in a similar spot to the Heat, right, where it's been just frustrating. Um, you know, I think they, they can get in that range. And we there's enough, I think, there over the last couple of weeks here where, uh, you know, it, it feels like there there's something to build on finally. And and just for long stretches of the first half of the season, it felt like we weren't it felt like we weren't learning anything about this team. Right. It felt like we weren't. You know, this team wasn't making any progress. It was always like two wins in a row and then two losses. And then you win a game, then you lose two in a row. And then you go on a winning streak and then you go on a losing streak. Um, they still got to do it, obviously sustain once they get healthy. But like uh, finally some positive signs for this team and, and a, a point where, you know, we're almost at the midway point of the season, still early, ultimately. Um, like it, it's a it's a real chance to. uh actually see where this team stands and, and to see it happen before the all before um the trade deadline is really important yeah because now they sure. can actually make an assessment of what they have for sure and how close and, they are and all that kind of stuff it, it's weird because there's two bad losses mixed in there to, to the bulls and the Panthers I know. at home but if they win tonight and recording this before the, the game against the lakers on wednesday night they'll have won six out of eight and six out of eight yeah so that would be six out of eight yeah that's very good, stretch good. for this team. Yeah. yeah um of course, they have a five-game West Coast trip coming up. That's not going to be easy. That will test them. You hope that Jimmy and Bam will be healthy for that trip. Denver, Utah, the two LA teams in Phoenix. Like that's a pretty that's tough pretty trip. Good, yeah. Um. So if they can get a win against the Lakers, get one game over, and go into that trip above 500, um, yeah, I think we'll know more about that this team when they come home from that trip. Yeah, for sure. As we said, as long as they ha- are healthy for it. As and long again, as they stay healthy, it looks which is like a big it, if. Yeah. yeah, it looks like they're going in the right direction, like we said, but uh, who knows. Um, all right, I think we can close things out there. Um, our final episode of 2022. Anthony, yes, we could have done like a 2022 year in review. It was quite a, quite a year for the Heat. Yes. I feel like the last two, three years have been like just one well, year put together. Like this since that year. bubble run, man, it's been quite the like – Two and a half years. Yeah, and it's crazy how long the beginning of that, how long ago the beginning of yeah. that bubble season feels when they had Deion Waiters. Like, I, the fact that that year started with Justice Winslow on opening night putting up 27, putting up a LeBron, oh right? God, 27, can, 7 and 7. Yeah, and then, right. like, a month later, the Deion Waiters airplane incident. Um, the fact that that was the start of the bubble season, and that feels like 10 years ago. It really does. But then the bubble feels like not super long ago is like yeah. kind of crazy. Yeah, it's it's been it's, quite I mean, it's the, the it's the pandemic pre pandemic post pandemic is like uh, yeah where like just divides our lives yeah. Yeah, yeah two different worlds yeah uh, it, it's been a it's been a good year for them I mean they made the Eastern Conference Finals finished yeah. one win away from the NBA Finals um this year has been up and down but I think there's hope I guess renewed hope recently of of maybe this team can make again I don't think Anybody would classify them as a championship contender right now, but 
if they're healthy, I, I think I still think they can be one of the top four, top five teams in the East, and you know, then you see where the chips fall in the playoffs. Yeah, you never know. I mean, the Heat, I mean, we, you know, the bubble. Speaking of the bubble team, they were the five seed that year. Like, right? Yeah, I know that's an all-time weird year, but like, um, and I've seen the them East, go before. We've and the East before. is more competitive yeah. now at the top than it was back then. But like, you know, I'm, I'm, I have a hard time picking against. Picking not not necessarily picking against the Heat when they have Jimmy Butler, but I have a hard time ever picking them to get like blown out in a series. And of course, it did happen against Milwaukee. It did happen against Milwaukee. But, but you're right. Yeah. But like just go knowing the way that they can like the way that Jimmy can manage a playoff game, and obviously Spo and Bam and all that kind of stuff. Like it, uh, I'm looking forward to 2023, not just because of what this team is trending in the right direction, but. You know, as always, we're we're always looking for the next superstars to move, and it feels like we're we're getting close to the next like little wave of guys maybe coming available, and we know the Heat are going to be involved in that. Yeah. Oh yeah. And you know, January, February, like it's going to be nonstop rumors. So yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be a fun few months. Yeah. All right. Um, you can follow Anthony on Twitter at Anthony underscore Chang. Um, you will be uh, on the road for for this West Coast trip. Um, I will be on the road for most of the trip. For yes. most of the trip. So that'll be uh, like we said, pivotal trip for the heat um to to figure out where they really stand you can follow me on twitter at db wilson too um yeah i'm come winding down football season all of a sudden the, the dolphin season looks like it might end sooner than we expected but uh, don't, don't get um, me started yeah uh maybe we'll, maybe we'll do that <laughs> next week <laughs> um anyway uh thanks as always for listening and we will uh, talk to you guys next week